0: Welcome in to the forty-eight minutes podcast by I Believe, presented by Bet Online. I'm Ross Geiger, joined alongside World B, Michael Freer, and this is your emergency podcast. As we learned earlier this afternoon, that the Milwaukee Bucks relieved head coach Adrian Griffin of his duties, um, and uh, as we found out here, as of taping here tonight, Doc Rivers has accepted the head coaching job with the Milwaukee Bucks. But uh, we'll be real quick here. Let's start with the initial news that obviously came as a surprise to many, uh, just uh, 43 games into the Bucks season. And uh, I saw that come across my Twitter feed. And I got to be honest, I was uh, surprised, but not all that shocked. So what I really want to do here for this emergency podcast is first break it down on why I'm not that shocked. Well, for one, as you can attest to, on our podcast, I haven't really been too high on the Bucks this year. I caught a lot of those wins as fool's gold. And uh, some of that fool's gold continued this past weekend in Detroit. I mean, the Bucks were really out there scratching and clawing, having to fight back in games to beat the Detroit Pistons and their back-to-back road set uh, in Detroit. And uh, right now is the, the window of opportunity for this team. I mean... There is no patience for developing a a head coach. This is a team that needs to win now. You look at this roster, they're only getting older and they're only going to start declining. Brooke Lopez, they signed to a two year deal uh, to keep him away from the Houston Rockets. Um, You know, he's at the back half of his career. Chris Middleton, while he's not playing like NBA Finals, Chris Middleton right now, he's probably playing close to his best basketball that we're going to get at this stage of his career along with the fact that he's had, you know, an injury, uh, you know, past injuries that have really kind of caught up to him with age. And then you got Dame Lillard in town. Obviously that really uh, escalated things for the bucks as far as expectations are concerned. And uh, while he hasn't had the best start uh, in Milwaukee, having a lot of sluggish games, shooting the basketball, I mean, he's still averaging about 25 points a game closing out ball games for this team and um, really what you know when i reflected on the news and and why it was done now is just the fact that yes the bucks are 30 and 13 on the season second in the eastern conference but uh in all reality i think we all know that this team is not in a position right now to battle the boston celtics the philadelphia 76ers in a seven game series maybe not even the miami heat come playoff jimmy time so um don't forget cleveland. that and cleveland and, and i would even throw indiana in there too world b because they just made an improvement with pascal siakam they might have another trade in store with uh some of the pieces that are now out of the rotation like Obi Toppin, buddy Hield's names out there they might make another splash and the bucks have had troubles even beating them this year um so the biggest thing for me and then i'll turn it over to you to get your initial thoughts is just the fact that you know The 30 wins, I call them fools gold because how many of those were actually good wins? How many of those games did they get out ahead in the first half and get to rest those starters? We haven't seen a lot of those games, and that's going to catch up to an aging team. All right, I mean, I it's a simple fact. They just didn't take care of business early enough in games. They didn't execute well enough, and uh, unfortunately, in this case. It is a player's league, and uh, typically the coaches are the ones that take the fall for that. Um, so I, I, I just think sometimes even with the results, saying they're thirty and thirteen, well, not a lot of those were great wins. And right now, they really need great wins to kind of prove to themselves where they're at in this season, and then also being able to rest those starters a bit. But uh, I'll turn it over to you, World B. I'd love to get your thoughts on just the initial news and and, and what you thought about the decision to do this now
1: uh the decision it w- it was a stunner just in that it happened uh usually you hear rumors about something like this before it actually have this game really uh out of the blue nobody was expecting it on a on a Tuesday um, right it's if you look at it I agree with you 30 and 13 s- tied for the second best record in the league but if you really think about it, are they really any closer Beating the Celtics, and when the season started, it doesn't feel like it from this team, Uh, and it's all defense, which is a real yep. shocker. It was supposed to, you know, Griffin was supposed to come in. To, it was supposed to be that mindset. It's a shocker from that standpoint. It's not a shocker when you look at it from personnel standpoint. It's you give up uh Drew Holiday, you get Dane Little, You're going to de- you know, regress on defense. The problem is they really have regressed. I mean, re- they scored 263 points. In beating the Pistons over the weekend in two games, and he didn't win either game by double digits. I mean, they they scored that many points and they couldn't put them away. And the game before that, they get blown out by forty to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Giannis doesn't play. I get it, but Giannis isn't the difference between losing by ten and losing by forty. I'm sorry, it's not. That's it's all about defense with this team, and they lack it right now. They're having a terrible time defensively for the year they're in the bottom 10 and i've mentioned this before in a previous podcasts. in the last 24 25 years only one team has won a championship ranked below 20 a 20th or below in defensive efficiency i think that was the lakers in like 2000 that's how far back you have to go you have to play defense to win in this, in this league. Offense is a big deal. Offense is where you want to win. They're the second-best offense right behind the Pacers in efficiency and shooting, and they're on their way to passing the Pacers. It's that close now when we all thought the Pacers had this great offense, and they still do, but the Bucks slowly are going to surpass him, it looks like, offensively. Defensively, it's a train wreck. 28th in the league this month in defensive efficiency. The three teams behind them. They're only ahead of three teams this month. Portland, Detroit, Golden State. Those three teams have won seven of 30 games this month. It's it's awful what's going on. And that's what really had to happen for this team. They, they're they bringing in Doc because Doc coaches defense, we're told, and yep. he coaches stars. So in that respect, it's a fit. Uh, once we get to the playoffs, who knows? I was surprised that it happened because I would have thought he'd get the season given – You know, they gave the Celtics gave uh, Missoula the season last season, brought him back. And there are critics all over about him and still are probably, but they're winning now. So those critics have died down. So I'm a little surprised it happened uh, in season, but we've talked about all season. It's it's this hasn't been a good start to the season for the Bucs. And they I'm sure the front office sees it
0: slipping away. And, and you brought up Missoula, so let's definitely go there real quick. Obviously, that's the most recent historic example of uh, a first-year head coach that struggled, needed some development. Um, and and it, what it really boils down to and the difference between those two teams, if you ask me, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is just the fact that their windows of opportunity are so much different. I mean, we were talking about a Boston team that is ran by two younger stars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum with a full career still ahead of them in their mid 20s. This team, the way the roster is compiled, does not have that kind of time. And uh that kind of gets me to the fa- to the point that where that Terry Stotts news at the beginning of the year when he walked away from the team, that really was like the beginning of the end if you ask me. I mean, whether it be Terry Stotts hoping, you know, I think a lot of Bucks fans hope that he would be the the guy that kind of helped lead this offense. Well, I think when Terry Stotts left a lot of that offensive strategy left with him because what ended up happening with this team is the fact that, I mean, we didn't see Dame Lillard and, and Giannis out of the kumpo and a ton of pick and roll c- scenarios. We saw a lot of, uh, standing around and, and not a lot of good ball movement, not a lot of structure to that offense. And, uh, you, you mentioned the defense as well, and I think you know the announcement of Doc Rivers taking over as head coach, it's going to at least bring one thing, and that is a resume and credibility that, unfortunately, no fault of Adrian Griffins, he just doesn't have yet. So I, I really fully expect Doc Rivers to hold these guys accountable or at least have the resume to call guys out, especially big-name stars like Giannis and Dame, because he's been there before. He's had big-name stars. He's proven he can win with those stars. And unfortunately, Adrian Griffin did not have that. So if he started to lose the locker room over not being able to hold those guys accountable, maybe that is a refle- reflection on the bad defensive numbers.
1: It very well could be. Uh, they're all good points. Uh, I don't necessarily know if Doc is the answer if you're trying to win a championship. If you're trying to improve your team, I think he's a good choice to come in and write the ship. I don't know if he is, you know, let's, let's face it. We, we you can go look at the records. The number of times he's blown series leads as a coach. It's out there. It's, it's on record. He's blown plenty of, uh, had the advantage in plenty of series and couldn't close them out. He does have the title. He gets full credit for that. And, but after that, go back and look three, three, one series leads, three, two series leads, two, Oh, series leads out the window. So, you know we'll see what happens, uh, as far as that goes when they get you know when they get to the postseason. You know, if you go back, and I'm not, you can honestly, honestly go back to our interview on 48 Minutes with Giannis on our podcast back in September before the season started. How much attention every little thing that he said in our podcast drew nationally. I mean, he, he made a comment about the future, about his possibly. He didn't say he was leaving, but he wanted to make sure everybody knew that you know if, if things aren't done right, I maybe you'll have to explore my options. A week or so later, here comes Dame Lillard. Everything sounds great. Everything is going great. Then you had Terry Stott before the season, walking out in it after a verbal you know argument with uh, Griffin that you know really turned some head. The whole season just has been there hasn't been a lot of positivity around this season and. it's a really strange thing when you're 30 and 13 and have to answer negative questions all the time. But I mean, that's the nature of the business and that's the situation they put themselves in. You go get Damian Lillard, Giannis, you know, you know, wanted another star, wanted to ensure his future. They went and uh, went out and got something for him. And now it's, you know, now the expectation, now it's on you guys, now it's on the players. And like we said, they're thirty and thirteen, tied for the second best record in the league. But who really feels they're any closer to a championship than right now than when the season started? And the game changer really was when the Celtics got Drew Holiday from Boston or from Milwaukee. When they when they picked up that, that was a game changer in the eyes of many because while he's not you know, a superstar level any you know player anymore. The fact that they got him to match up with not only separate him from Milwaukee, but get him on Boston, that really changed the perception because right up until then, it was Milwaukee on paper. Everybody yep. thought Milwaukee was going to win. And then all of a sudden, the Celtics get Drew holiday to solidify their rotation. And now you go, wow, that offense and add him? And the numbers bear it out, whether you like it or not. Milwaukee or Boston is the best team in the league, and the numbers bear it out on both ends of the court.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. And I'm glad you brought up the Giannis interview because he really uh, emphasized just everyone being on the same page all about winning. And clearly throughout this season, despite the record, once again, they have not been on the same page, whether it be defense, whether it be offense at times, and obviously with internally with the coaching staff, with Ter- Terry Stotts leaving. So I don't know if Doc Rivers can get everybody on the same page in a short amount of time, just kind of being thrown into the fire here. But uh, at least he's a proven, experienced coach, has you know a championship under his belt. And like I said, what I'm holding on to as the Bucks optimistic fan okay. here is the fact that he, you know, he's going to have the guts and he's going to have the respect of that locker room just based on who he is and uh, what he's accomplished. Throughout his career. Now, I get the fact that he has had some problems in the playoffs, but the Bucks do now have the luxury of having, in my eyes, the most dominant player in the game in Giannis and one of, if not the best closer in basketball in Damian Lillard. So how you use utilize those guys down the stretch, how do you utilize them throughout the course of the game? Hopefully a lot better than what we saw with Adrian Griffin. And that's kind of what I'm, you know, holding on to my hopes with.
1: For me, it's just, what can Doc do to turn around the defense? This is on the players. If they want to play defense, if they want to change their fortunes in this league, because, you know, in December, they their defense really played well. They were at the mm-hmm. number one uh, team in opponent field goal percentage in the month of December. I mean, number one, teams are shooting just over 50% in effective field goal percentage, and now they're in the bottom 10 again this month. And if you go and look at their schedule, they do not have a fun schedule coming up with Cleveland back-to-back coming up the next two games, a team that just beat them by – the hottest team in the league, by the way, right now this month. Yep. They're the best team this month. Uh, the Cavaliers destroying teams. And now you got them back-to-back. In a row. Yeah, eight in a row. And they, they're beating teams by 20 points a game in this, this thing. It's ridiculous. And including, like I mentioned before, Milwaukee by 40. So you got them yep. back-to-back. You got to go play the Pelicans who are – uh, playing really well then you get the defending champs on the road then you get dallas a few games after that then you get phoenix a few games after that i mean th- this is this is big time you know basketball we're talking here for uh as far as being tested and you start going to a slump defensively against these teams 30 and 13 becomes you know 30 and 20 real quick and you're going all right where's our season at so from that standpoint i can understand making the move when it. When it happened, I was a little, obviously, a little surprised. Uh, I can understand it, but it's on the players to change the defense. If they if they can improve the defense, their offense is is clicking. Their offense with Giannis and Dame on the court together are dominating now. They're really playing well. Do they want to play the defense that's needed to win in this league? Look at what Denver did last year, Ross. We were talking about their defense going into that postseason. It was average at best during the season. And they stepped it up when they had to do it in the playoffs, especially in the finals against Miami. They really dominated defensively, which you never thought would happen against the Miami Heat. Uh, you know, play better defense than a team like Miami, but they did, and that's why they they ended up winning the title. Can can those guys play defense? You gotta believe they can. I mean, Giannis yeah. is a defensive player of the year. Brooke Lopez is still a great defender in the post. They, Chris Middleton's a, a very good defender. So they, they have the players. Can they play defense? And if Doc can get them to play defense, things can turn around and they can, you know, it's funny to say be a contender when you're the second best record in the league. But yeah, they can. we can talk about them again as being challengers to the Celtics for the NBA title.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it uh, should be interesting to see what ends up happening with this coaching staff in Milwaukee with Doc Rivers in charge now. How many assistants will he keep? Who might he bring in? I would certainly think he's going to bring in a defensive-minded coach to help out with this team, maybe keep Joe Prunty, who was named interim, uh, throughout the negotiations today. Very short title for interim this time around for Prunty in Milwaukee. Does but, he get, uh, did he
1: get the bump in salary for going from yeah. the, to the head coach for, for a few hours? Is that, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Maybe he uh, <laughs> got, bargained that in the agreement there. Yeah, but, there you go. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see how many of the current staff members will stay around, who he might bring into his own brain trust, uh, that is Doc Rivers. And then, of course, will be another important piece is we have the – trade deadline right around the corner. So one thing we also know about Doc Rivers is he doesn't really tend to play young guys. This group has a lot of younger guys. They don't have a, at least at the end of the bench there, they've got a couple draft picks and uh, Marjan Beauchamp, who is a uh, promising uh, sophomore yeah. in the NBA this year. And they don't have a lot of draft capital or or obviously names that they can trade. But you know, can you get a Matisse-Thibeau at the deadline? I'm just throwing out a, a random example of a guy on a, a team that might be looking to trade. I'm curious to see what they're able to attract at the deadline with the younger pieces and a few second round picks that they have to see who can fit what Doc's trying to do defensively. And then also with Doc Rivers in town and with his background uh, of having stops at so many different franchises around the league who might want to play for him uh, in, in Milwaukee? I, PJ Tucker's a guy that always comes to mind because he did win a championship with the Bucks. played with Doc Rivers in Philadelphia just last season. I'm curious to see who Doc Rivers kind of links with in the buyout market and what the Bucks do to try to help Doc and what Doc's trying to accomplish with this defense come the deadline.
1: I would say the buyout market is more of a possibility with this franchise right now, than actual trades. I don't think there are a lot of assets. Nor do I think the Bucks have, have a can afford to just get rid of assets to pick up somebody. You know, we, we talk about you got to give up something to get something. Yeah. Um, what exactly do the Bucks have that they can give up and get back that's going to improve this team that much? They're they're you know when they got Damian Lillard, when they got their their bench was tightened up. And yeah, you know, we were talking about that was something we mentioned before the season this was going to be on the starters um uh, and I think the buyout market is more of a possibility for this team uh to pick up something that who's out there I mean can you get uh Evan Evan uh Fournette Fournette. at the uh with the Knicks on for that shooter off the bench I you know I don't know if you know they sh- definitely need some outside I think still needs some outside firepower, uh, but he's not, you know, a noted defender, so I don't know necessarily yeah. how that would work out. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna come down to Doc will get him better. Doc will get a lot of attention there, having been a Marquette grad and, and all that yeah. coming back to Milwaukee is a is a nice storyline. But you know, this is a franchise. They they're not supposed to compete for a title, they're supposed to win the title. That's yeah. why you get Damian Lillard. They're supposed to win these things, and right now, the Bucks front office thought they were with a 13-13 record that they were falling further behind. You know the the Celtics, and I don't disagree with that. And you know yeah. we were talking about right now. There's there was n- there's not a lot of positivity surrounding this franchise right now, which is really weird when you have the stars they have and they have the record that they have. But like you said, something wasn't right. And if Doc can come in and make things right, yeah, they they have the power. They have the players to compete for a title. They have it. They have to close the gap with Boston somehow. That's just how it is.
0: Yeah. No. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what uh, transpires here in the next couple of days. As you mentioned, there is going to be a lot of coverage surrounding Doc Rivers, a big name in the coaching. Uh, hierarchy taking over in Milwaukee with a big time roster only adds to the fun of this season. I mean, I feel like this has been a heck of a ride from start to finish uh thus far. I shouldn't say finish, but uh, as we mid- get to the midway point here at the all-star break, I mean, this season in general has just been wild, especially for Bucks fans. I mean, their, their pulse has uh, their blood pressure has got to be going through the roof with, with all the changes that they've seen.
1: Yeah. And you, you think about it real quick. I mean, you think about, not only are they falling a little bit further behind Boston, but he, like we just mentioned, here come the Cavaliers who are yep. making noise. Here are the, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers with Nick Nurse that, you know, apparently people some people on Milwaukee didn't wasn't crazy, but he was there for them if they want him. And, he, yep. you know, he elected to go to Philadelphia, and look what they're doing. Here, here are the, the New York Knicks who – not necessarily a contender against Milwaukee, but they're 10 and two since they made their trade for yep. uh, OG. So who you're the pack is, is getting tighter for that second spot. And I, you know, let's see what happens down the stretch because there are teams on the rise and Milwaukee right now is not, not on the rise.
0: No, they definitely aren't. So uh, again, not shocked to see this news come through, obviously a little bit surprised who wouldn't be, but, um, One last tidbit here before we close down the show will be that I think is pretty fun with the Doc Rivers uh, hiring is the fact that the two biggest contenders with the Milwaukee Bucks are the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Both have strong ties to Doc Rivers, especially the 76ers here as of uh, most recently. So that should be fun to to, to cover as well. I mean, obviously, the fact that uh, Doc's headed to Milwaukee, he's got to have some added motivation. To beat those two teams, and uh, um, but that should be a fun thing to to kind of watch as the, the the year goes on and it becomes playoff crunch time.
1: Well, the joke on social media uh, this evening was that the um, at the time a rumor of Doc Rivers going to Milwaukee. Uh, all but assured boston of reaching the eastern conference or reaching the nba finals at the eastern conference because doc's playoff record as a coach is uh, less than illustrious his championship notwithstanding so that was the uh the hidden joker not hidden joke that was the joker going around social
0: media yeah did you see that on bruce bernstein's feed by chance I did not, but I I wouldn't put it
1: past him to at least repost it or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we definitely miss Bruce here tonight. I'm sure he's got some uh, interesting thoughts on uh, today's news out out of Milwaukee with Adrian Griffin out and Doc Rivers in. We'll certainly be back with you next week to discuss this a little bit further. Obviously get Bruce's thoughts on all of this as well, being our – Celtics fan here at the top of the Eastern Conference. And uh, we should have a lot more information too. I mean, th- there should be a lot that comes out by the next time we record. But certainly wanted to hop on here uh, for an emergency podcast. This was huge news out of the NBA here today. And uh, buckle up, folks. The fun is just beginning. Uh, it's uh, it, it, it seemed like it was going to just uh, be the Dame Lillard-Drew Holiday changing of the guards that, that shook up the league this year, especially in the East. But now we have a major change going from a first-year head coach in Adrian Griffin to Doc Rivers. So um, some big news there. And with that, that will do it for this edition of the 48 Minutes Podcast on Believe presented by Bet Online. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back with you next week to be sure you're up to date in 48 on all things around the association. Take care, everybody.